This is episode 118, The Art of Holding Space. Woman Awake is a soul-led journey of awakening through motherhood and womanhood. Woman Awake explores the soul-based, spirit-fueled, somatic and energetic journey of awakening, of consciousness. The power of an awakened woman lives in her life alignment, her inner achievement and her embodied transformation. This is not just my journey, but it is ours. And together we seek to free our mind, feel our body, feed our soul, and to hear our heart. As women, as mamas, we seek clarity, we embrace the truth, we dive into the discomfort of our shadows, we honor our healing, and we be fully with our humanness whilst also being in our divinity too. Hello beautiful ones, hello, welcome to this latest episode on Woman Awake. I am so excited to have this conversation with you today. There are a few things that are making me feel quite happy and excited. This is the first day in quite a few days that I have had some space from my beautiful sick children. The bugs are going around in winter. It's also winter solstice today, so it is the shortest day and night for us here in the Southern Hemisphere, which marks a very important rite of passage, a turning point as we very slowly make our way back towards the sun, back towards the light. But it is here that we take a moment to honor the descent and the depth of winter that we're in. But there is a lightness for me coming through on this day, and perhaps you're feeling that too. We also passed a full moon recently. Oh, it was a relief to be on the other side of that one. So I'm just curious. I'm curious where you're at and what you're feeling in this moment and what's coming through for you. Now, the other reason that I'm so excited is my recent launch. So this week I have opened the doors to attunement, the art of holding space. This is a short immersion. It is a training. It is a two-week experience that includes six 90-minute sessions where we dive into the art of holding space and all that that entails. The show notes will include the link to this. The cart is open and we begin on July 3rd. I'm specifically speaking to the healers, the coaches, the mentors, the guides, practitioners, teachers, all of those of you in the space of servicing other human beings, holding hearts, holding hands, walking alongside them as they journey towards healing or transformation or awakening. So I really hope that you will check this out if this is you with 12 plus years as a skilled coach and a space holder, I've personally developed quite a range of skills that supports me in opening, setting, holding and completing sacred spaces for community. And that can be in a group circumstance, an online container or a one-on-one experience. And I really feel that the time is ripe now to extend this skill to you so that you may refine and elevate your craft. So you can imagine that today what I really want to talk to you about is holding space and what that actually means, and how that this is a sacred portal, that when we hold space correctly, we allow our people to walk through this portal to receive the healing and to collect the transformation and to embody it for themselves. So please sit up and take note if this is for you, if what I have to offer here in this discussion of space holding is actually for you. One of the most important skills, I believe, in developing yourself as a space holder is refining the delicate and integral gift of skillfully opening a space for others in their healing process and 
in doing this, there's so many different steps and, and elements that I'd love to unpack for you. And we will go into this with so much more detail in the actual program. But perhaps for those of you who aren't even interested in attunement and this journey for yourself, stay listening because there's something here for you. And that can simply be in how you engage with your children or your loved ones or your colleagues. But when we open a space, when we open a container with others, there's magic that happens in that when we do it well and we do it in a really embodied space and way. And I want to support you to understand this and to hone this for yourself because it can be the make or break. There are a lot of people out there in my world, in my industry, that perhaps believe that the more skills that they acquire, the more tools in their tool belt, the better that they will be as a coach, a healer, a mentor. And whilst I, of course, really believe in the acquirement, the integration and the embodiment of skills in that regard, I don't believe it's the thing that actually helps your clients receive what they're there to receive from you. In fact, if you only rely on that, your medicine can be lost. What I do believe is really important is your intuition and your space holding. The way you open a container, the way you open a conversation with a client, the way you open a group experience. This, as one example, is huge. So I'm going to give you some examples here, actually, of moments in time where I've attended experiences or I've been in a container of some sort where this wasn't done well. And I want to say here, I'm not in any judgment because all of these experiences just serve to amplify for me through my body, through my somatic experience and through my response and how I then moved through the journey. It just amplified for me what holding space really is and feels like when it's done beautifully and well. So as an example, When somebody opens a space and it lacks reverence and it lacks a feeling of honoring each participant and it's missing that moment of a proper greeting and a hello that invites everybody in equally to a shared experience, this can really affect the way somebody then moves through the rest of the day. I remember being in a recent experience where it just kind of started. The, the facilitators just sort of launched into some random pieces of information. And then they also yelled out across the room, does anybody here have this injury or this health concern or this problem? And they kind of said it as a blanket across the whole room and then waited for people to answer. So as an example, that experience left a really funny taste in my mouth. I don't have any ailments or issues or health concerns to speak of that needed to be offered in that moment. But if I did, and I'm sure there was somebody in that room that perhaps did, I wouldn't want to be yelling it out across the whole room. I know there are some people out there that that would feel like such a paralyzing moment to actually have to say out loud, I have this issue and therefore that might be a problem for this experience to a group of people that they've never met before, that can make some people feel so unsafe and the opposite of being held. And then to sort of open the space without any reverence and without creating a sacred container in a way that makes every participant there feel safe and feel deeply loved and wanted to be there and respected and honoured, these things have a ripple effect. 
I was there with a friend and she did actually highlight to me that she noticed herself contract and that this story came up, which is her story, but yet it was activated. And that story was, I'm not safe, I'm not properly held here, so I'm going to have to hold myself through this journey. Which, of course, we can go into the layers about why that's not a problem. Perhaps that's exactly what she needs to learn and embody, or maybe it's not. But as a space holder, as a facilitator, as a coach and a leader myself, that is a problem for me. If I was to ever know that somebody walked away feeling that they had to 100% rely on themselves through quite a cathartic and intense experience and they couldn't rely on the facilitator to hold them through that. I've been experiences where the closing of a setting, a container, a group, wasn't done in a way that honoured what had just unfolded or that had supported each individual to fully integrate and embody what had happened and to ground back down. There is a transmission that happens, and it might not even be with words, but it happens at a closing that is integral. It's like tying off a bow. It's like zipping up your jacket. It's that gentle embrace that says, we've journeyed together and I see you and I honour what you've been through and I'm so grateful for you bringing yourself and thank you for receiving this medicine. Now, here are the ways that I will support you after this moment and energetically, I will continue to support you. I've been experiences with major kundalini activations or huge, deep shadow work leaving me in quite physical catharsis and it just ending and there is a watery thank you a loose offer of how to ground and then off you go now let me say here I know how to ground myself I know how to integrate myself I know how to hold myself through all of these experiences so it's not me sitting in these experiences going oh I feel really unheld and unsafe and this is not okay it's actually quite the opposite it's my awareness of other people in that space not receiving what's required of them or what's required for them, I should say. It's my awareness tuning into that room as an empath and going, oh, there's something missing here for quite a few people. And whilst it's not 100% the facilitator's responsibility to hold somebody, and if that's how you feel as a facilitator or a practitioner or a guide, you should actually state that up front, that the integration process is 100% for the guest, for the client. Whilst it's not that person's responsibility, when you are holding hearts and leading, especially with energetic work or deep diving into the mind and the ego or cracking open, there is a level, a base requirement that I believe is needed in holding space you invite people in, you ask them to pay money, you create a space, then you must honour each person there. And each person there comes with their own stories and their own trauma and their own experiences and their own wounds. And again, not the practitioner's responsibility, but you do actually have to refine how you open and close a space because it it's closing a loop. And otherwise we, le we leave with these loose energetic threads that have us feeling quite destabilized and wobbly. Where I'm at today as a space holder who has refined this craft for many years, I give thanks to the many moments of time where I wasn't held properly or a space wasn't closed because I had to go through a lot for, for many of those experiences 
in integrating and embodying for myself, and it taught me so much. Another thing that I want to share about space holding is the need to have some level of understanding of trauma. You don't need to be a trauma expert. You don't necessarily have to guide people through their trauma, but to be able to notice trauma being triggered, to be able to understand how to support somebody to come back into their body, to understand what does actually activate trauma in people. As an example, when we enter a space, if we don't give somebody, whether it's the beginning of our container one-on-one with a client or coming into a group experience, if we don't give them a moment to adjust to their surroundings, to shuffle their papers around, to have a sip of water, to have a giggle, to talk about the weather, to meet and greet with other people, to take in the physical space, the actual environment that they're in, If we don't give them that and we launch straight into an experience, that can feel really quite affronting and discombobulating for a lot of people. Their human selves need a moment to adjust. Let me look around the room. Let me see what I'm sitting on and where I'm sitting and what I'm looking at and where the windows are. And let me understand where the bathroom is. Let me know all those things that my human self needs to know so that I can then take a deep breath and then anchor in. Let me get a read of the person that's leading. Where's she at today? I had an experience a few years ago. I was being mentored by a beautiful, incredible man who I still hold in high regard. But I remember getting on this call and my intuition immediately picked up that he was going through something quite intense, literally moments before our call started, that related to him very personally. And... I asked him in the middle of this session, I said, are you okay? Because I'm an empath, I'm empathetic, I care. And he flipped this and he said, why are you putting your attention and energy on me? This is about you. In fact, I want you to get off this call and I don't want you to call me back for at least 20 or 30 minutes while you just sit with yourself which sounds really awesome, right? As I'm saying it right now, I can see the benefit in what he was doing. But actually, it was really not okay because he tried to disconnect me from my intuition and he also tried to place a wall between our human experience, which is that he's a human and he's going through stuff and so am I. And whilst I am paying him to support me, I also want to know that who I'm sitting across from is real and can be real with me. And what would have been so refreshing is for him to say, I'm going through this and I'm just taking a moment. Actually, I'd love five minutes just to reset myself. And off we go, right? Because that in itself is a teaching lesson for me as a client. So what else I want to offer you here as a tip as a piece of guidance around space holding, is don't forget to be human and don't forget to recognise the humanness in your clients and your guests and your participants. Because we are, we're human and we're real. I had a moment in a recent event, the Magdalene Frequency. Two really beautiful moments that stood out for me. One of them, I was demonstrating a movement mudra practice. And I was three weeks post-COVID. 
And I just had this moment standing there in front of all these women where the information literally just dropped out of my body and out of my mind. I literally forgot the sequence, which never happens to me. And I remember just saying to everybody, I just need a moment. It literally has fallen out of my head. And I closed my eyes and I placed my palms to face down towards the earth and I emptied my mind. And I just asked spirit to support me to receive the memory of this back in my body. And it was so magnificent because the entire group, 16 women, did not say a word. They quietened their breath and I felt them hold me. And I didn't feel judgment. Oh, Claire, she's supposed to be the expert leading us and guiding us here. No, I didn't feel that. I felt their relief. Oh, she's also human. She has wisdom and medicine here, but she's also human. She's not dumping it on us. She's not getting lost in this mistake or this moment of weakness or vulnerability, but she's just embodying this as it really is. And that in itself is a teaching moment for them. And at the very end of the circle, closing the circle and listening to their offerings of gratitude, I cried. And there's some school of thoughts out there that will say a space holder or a therapist, a coach, a guide, guider in some way will not express their emotions because it's not about that. It's not about them, it's about that person. And I agree with that. It's about your client. But it is also about you. And you are real. And I was deeply moved in that moment. And I let those tears be there. And more than one woman emailed me after and said, I received so much in that space, in that moment, by you crying and sharing that you were deeply moved and yet still holding the space for us. So it is about your client. It is about your guests, your participants. It's 100% about them, but that doesn't mean that you remove yourself from the equation. It doesn't mean that you're not allowed to be there and to have feelings. There are many times in my one-on-one -on -one client sessions where I will say, I will preface first, this is my 100% human self having a response here. I've just been triggered by something you've said. This is not me as a coach. I'm just honoring that you've just seen me get triggered. And that's okay. And then there's a pause and there's a regroup and let's move further into this transformation and healing for you. So a huge part of holding space is actually understanding yourself so deeply and so intimately and being able to hold space for what moves through you, being vulnerable and awkward with all of that, being honest and authentic with all of that. You don't have to be this expert that sits on this pedestal that's perfect and never makes any mistakes. Absolutely not. You get to be real and show up as you, but stay open for your wisdom to be channeled through and received. And you absolutely must have to learn how to hold space, listen, be in deep presence, be in moments of silence, to open a space, to close a space. To refine this craft is one of the greatest gifts that you will do for your work, for your business, for your community, for your clients. Because as I said before, it does not matter how many tools that you have. None of it will land if you are not delivering it in a way that feels safe and deeply reverent and respectful and in understanding the, the human and the spirit that's sitting in front of you. In understanding the somatic experience and the trauma stories and the triggers in understanding the nervous system, 
You have to be okay with all of that within you and have a deep understanding of that for yourself in order to do that for somebody else. If you don't have any of that, then all of your other tools, you know, maybe 20% of it cuts through, 30%, I don't know, I don't know a statistic here. But to hold space, to see them, to behold their stories, to welcome all of them, you must see yourself, behold yourself, welcome all of you. Your human self, your higher self, your expert self, your learner, your beginner self, all of you. Now, for those of you that are listening who are mamas and papas, I just want to plant this through the lens of motherhood for you or fatherhood, through the lens of working with children, because it's exactly the same. When we hold space for our children and their feelings and their stories and their experiences, we must notice what is moving through us first. To be there fully for them, we have to also be there for us, which means a lot of pre and post work sometimes in regulating ourselves when our children come to us with something that's super triggering. But sometimes in the moment, my daughter has brought me something and it triggers me so intensely. It triggers a story from my childhood, for example, around bullying. And I'll actually have to say to her, my beautiful one, this is really uncomfortable. I can see it's really hard for you and it's actually also really hard for me. I really want to be 100% here for you. But I've just had my little child inside get triggered by this. So I'm just going to take two or three deep breaths just so I can soothe, comfort myself. And I'm going to be 100% here with you so I can hear you and hold you without my stuff coming in. And so I will. Or if I'm hitting that rage point, or that resentment and frustration piece is often so very present with motherhood. Sometimes it's, I've reached my capacity and I need to go away and regulate. I need to go to my room for a moment. I need to scream into a pillow and I will be back with you when I can be here for you and hold space for you in the way that you deserve. So I just wanted to share for you that attuning, it's something we're doing constantly every day with all people. And we can get to be more intentional with our relationships, our partner, our children, our colleagues, our friends, in addition to how we hold space for our clients, our participants, our programs, the people that we hold and teach. And could we all agree that perhaps considering what we've all just been through globally, that perhaps holding space for each other is probably the medicine that's most potent and needed right now? To really hear someone, to really see someone, that is a gift. And it's a skill, it's an art. And we all have the ability to refine that. I hope that you have enjoyed listening to my waxing, my lyrical waxing on holding space and the art of attunement. The card is open, so if this is feeling right for you to join this program, this immersion please, I welcome you. This is a really new space for me to be entering here and speaking to you in this way, but it's not a new skill for me. It's not a new embodied, sorry, it's, it's a very embodied craft. It's not new for me at all. So I'm really excited to finally be taking something that lives within me and offering it to you and your communities. And thank you so much for listening. I love having you here. Thank you for listening to Woman Awake. 
If you found this episode supportive, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes. This is the best way to cheer me on and ensure that Woman Awake lands in the hearts and ears of those that need it most. If you think of someone that needs this medicine, please do me a favor and share this on. You can find me over at clarabade.com slash podcast. Thank you for being a part of this journey of awakening.